0: This is The Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 432, recorded on January 29th, 2020. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation. All for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the average studios here in a kind of a snowy mic. It's kind of off and on. My the solar panel on my ring stick-up cam. We're gonna talk about that here towards the end of the show. We hasn't seen a lot of sun. Over the last couple of days, right? It's that I mean,
1: annoying, like snow, just enough, like, ah, maybe it'll melt. And then it kind of does, but then there's another just little bit of layer of like snow that comes down. It's, yeah, yeah. I, it's, I hate this type of snow. Either dump on me or give me nothing.
0: I know, I know. And enough to kind of keep the grass covered, which is right. good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and, it, and you know, hovering in that, it's maybe 30, it's maybe 34. If it does, if it's, you're, is it ice? Is it snow? You don't really know. I think as, as winters have been warming up, the ice, level. It used to get ice in Kansas City a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think they're seeing more rain and we're seeing the ice now. Because I just, I don't ever remember having this much ice. And this right. year, I think we've been iced three or four times already. Oh, yeah. And you're just kind of like, that's messy. Um, It's kind of caused me to kind of rethink my de-icing routines. So, because when it's just snow, you just scrape it off, right? Not so fun with the ice. So I started using some thinking about de-icers, and I'm thinking about, I'm actually using the Rain-X um, a wiper fluid, which puts kind of a film on I didn't your, think about that. That's a good idea. Kind of makes the ice come off just a little bit easier, going yeah. out and warming up the car a little bit earlier. You know, some of those kinds of... Right. Some of the kind of getting me thinking, Oh, mm, I should have thought about this a long time ago, but do I put a, you know, do I put a starter, um, you know, remote starter uh, with an app? Uh, oh, or yeah. When I buy the new car this summer, or do I just have the remote starter put on from the very beginning? Do you have, have you done that with any of your vehicles? Remote uh,
1: Hannah's car, my car is still the same Jeep I've had since high school, so definitely nothing there. Uh, but Hannah's Traverse has it built in, yeah. And I don't think she even uses it. And hers has it from the phone app, like yeah. so she can do it. I, I could start her car from Kansas City if I wanted to, and she—I don't know if she uses it very often. She has a parking garage at work. So she's never. It's never. I mean, it's cold, but it's not like
0: snowy or anything like that on top. So Justin, I don't know. Justin says 105 where he's at. Yikes! Oh, <laughs> well, he's down. He's He's on the other side. Yeah, he's on the other side, and he, he's encouraging me to get a Tesla. I don't think this time we've we've had two Tesla owners on right. Dwayne, by the way, thanks mm-hmm. to Dwayne for coming on last week. Uh, Dwayne and Paul Brannan. I I don't know if I have the right garage for that yet. Like I want it. My, my wife, we just have a one-car garage at the moment. And this this may be what actually gets me to move, just to be honest. <laughs> I have to be careful how loud I say this. Like, I don't want to encourage it, right? But um, I don't really have... I was looking at Paul's Tesla setup when we had him on. So he was on a couple shows ago. And my garage just is not that big. And it's one car, and we fight over it. Like, right. we kind of fight. And right now, my son's car is in it. So... You know, I'm, kind of like, oh, I'm pulling in and I don't want to do it outside, blah, 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 whatever. Right. So I don't know. I, th- I think this time I'm still going to stay gas. And, uh, but it, you know, most likely is going to be a Subaru, just to be honest. It'll have the eyesight. It's going to have, you know, which is adaptive cruise and all that other stuff that, that kind of comes along. You pretty. love that Subaru you guys have. I do. Yeah. I do. I do really like it. It drives great. It's fast. Um, but I would like a remote starter. I I just think I've lived in Nebraska long enough. There are days when it'd be super nice just to open the app at, you know, five o'clock or as I'm coming out of the fitness center, start the vehicle. Right. Yeah. Um, So yeah, with winter here, you kind of start thinking about those. Of course, you should be thinking about the show notes. We will have a few of them uh, posted out at the Average Guy. Was that good? good that was good. A distribution. Distribution. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we so. <laughs> posted out at the Average Guy TV. You can also, also join us live on the mobile app. Easiest way to do it when you're on the road. Just download at homegadgetgeeks.com if you're new to the if you're new to the show. Also, want to thank our Patreon subscribers there who help me uh, pay for that every single year, a couple hundred bucks a year. And uh, if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, love to have you do that. The Average guy.tv slash Patreon will get you there. Join us in our Discord group, which is hot at the moment. I mean, yeah. like really good conversation going on right now in the Discord group. So TheAverageGuy.tv slash Discord, Mike, we'll talk a little bit about that. Some of those things a little bit later as you give us an update on your build. I think that's probably what where we need to go. Maybe we'll start off with that. Okay. And then you can join us in the Facebook group, Facebook.com slash, no, TheAverageGuy.tv slash Facebook is what will get you there as well. A couple of reminders. We talked about moving permanently. Like tonight, we're doing this on a Wednesday. If you're listening to the recorded version, you don't care. But for the live folks who came out on Wednesday, thanks for coming out. Um, we will not be moving permanently to Wednesdays, just when I need to, which means I need to do a better job of scheduling, a better job of letting you know, some of those kinds of things. There won't be many, maybe four or five a year where I've got work things that come up on Thursdays or maybe Mike does. So Mike, don't be afraid if you got a Thursday night thing and we know far enough in advance, maybe we can move some things around to make it work. But uh, we are still back on Thursdays. I mentioned earlier, big thanks to Dwayne for coming on last week to talk a little bit about all the stuff that he's doing. That's just a guy you kind of wind up, let him go. By the way, I heard from McCabe. So yeah, we did on Twitter. Yeah, Dave was like, man, I'm feeling the tire tracks on my back. Yeah.
1: Like, hey, it wasn't us, man. It wasn't us.
0: That's true. I loved your response, which yeah. was the, the opinions of the guests. And do not I'm reflect non, those of HDG. Yeah, super good. So, Dwayne, thanks for coming on. And, Dave, thanks for being a good sport. I know he's yeah. uh, he's a listener of the show here. Thanks for being a good sport on that as well. Mike, let's get to your build really quick because we alluded to this last week, but with Dwayne on, we didn't have time to talk about it. You completely – like. You started with a Franken build, and then, and you've been kind of documenting this on on Discord. So if yeah. you want to follow along, join us in our Discord group. But what are you done? Like, I mean, is it okay? Done. Well, quick, give it. Of course, you'll yeah. you'll have it sold by next Thursday. Yeah. Um, give us a quick rundown. What what's the build? Well, so, you know, we started with the
1: Dell Optiplex as the as kind of like gutting that, right? And you guys can actually see if you're watching on the video, that motherboard now is hanging as a memento on my pegboard behind oh, me. So nice. that's still... That's the old Dell motherboard. Nice. Uh, it worked okay, but you guys saw the Franken build. It needed the, it was, it's just, there's so many proprietary parts in there. Even the fan ports on a Dell Optiplex boards are not standard fan ports. So uh, it, it worked for a while, but it, it got to a point where it was kind of driving me nuts in the case that it just looked bad. So uh, the new build, is a lot of the same parts so the same processor came out of that was a uh, actually no that's not true the reason the main reason to switch motherboards, i totally forgot about this the main reason was that i got the i7 3770 and it had that dell came with an i5 2400 well what i realized was that motherboard can't run third gen intel so same socket an 1155 socket but uh, cannot run the third gen. And that was that was really disappointing. And that that CPU was not gonna work for what I wanted to do. The whole part of that build was that I was gonna upgrade it. Um, so we upgraded the motherboard to an Intel uh, D67BL, I believe, DH67BL, updated that. That motherboard's actually a really cool motherboard. 1155 socket, uh, a lot of PCI Express. I think you got two of the six gigabit per second SATA ports and then uh, three other SATA ports that you can use. A great little board that I was able to get on eBay used for 50 bucks. So not bad there for for that motherboard. Uh, The hard part about using old hardware, I found this is you can get new hardware for sometimes the same price because a lot of people are going back saying, hey, I want to use this processor, but that requires me to use an 1155 board. And those now are, the price comes up because they're a little bit more in demand. Same with RAM. I was shocked that I was paying pretty much the same as new DDR4 RAM uh, for old DDR3 RAM, just because same thing. People have older boards, and they need that RAM that that works with it. So, the current is that board an i seven thirty seven seventy. We got sixteen gigs of RAM, which I'm glad I went with. So sixteen gig DDR four DDR three. It only okay. supports DDR three. Um, and a GeForce uh, GTX ten sixty as the graphics card there. The thing I was most impressed with with this build was actually the case. So, this case is only $49. And I think, I mean, now granted, I have not built in like a $100 case, $150 case, $200 case. Uh, and now they have cases that are up like $1,000. I was watching Think Computers podcast the other week and they have some
0: really nice cases out there. They're on live right now. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're talking all the same over same time. But, Sorry, so this Ryan. This
1: is a fractal design focus G case. If you guys are looking for a budget case, this thing is awesome. It's got the glass glass on the side. If you like that, it's got, um, cord, uh, you know, cable management along the back. So both sides come off and the back is where you can kind of run some wires and then cover it up. So they're not shown. It comes with two front fans, 220 millimeter fans with it for that $50 fans. Aren't bad. They are, uh, they have white LGB. So I chose the white case. So obviously there's no RGB control, but the fans are lit up white with the white case. I think it looks really, really good. Um, so all of that in the case works well. And then, uh, for the cooler, I grabbed a very cheap cooler on Amazon, but I got it because it had a ton of amazing reviews. Uh, it's the, I think I talked about last week. It's the deep, cool Gamex 400. And I think it's like a $25 cooler. It's super tall. You have to be careful. If you have a, um, anything smaller than a mid tower, it's going to be too tall. Even though the measurements, you might measure it and think it's okay. Their measurements don't include the tiny little nubs of the heat pipes on top, uh, is what I noticed. So uh, it fits. It they're almost touching the glass on this mid tower focus G case. So just be careful there. But uh, it's a fun build. So I finally got it all up and running. Uh, little woe is if you're having trouble, like really, really random issues with your computer check the cmos battery especially if you bought a used motherboard this thing i i mean it was like randomly i would i would unscrew the side panel to adjust something real quick but just as i unscrewed it the machine would push power off Hmm. and i think it was bumping it just enough i think that battery was old probably had i don't know wear marks whatever uh it was just having a bunch of weird issues replace the cmos battery and it has been flawless Ever since, and uh, you know, I think this thing is going to get me through. So I've been gaming on it, I've been streaming on it, and uh, streaming has really changed because the way that they start to do the encoding, the GPUs, everything back from a ten series, I think, I think ten series is the limit. Ten series and newer has what's called an NVENC chip in it, so it's a special chip in the card that's not used for any except for the encoding. So I can use that for encoding my video. So like when I run OBS, it's using that, not using any CPU and it doesn't affect your game performance either. So it's not utilizing a part of the GPU that would be used for gaming. It's only a special little part. So a 1060 now and a third gen Intel, you can game and stream on the same computer, which before when you were having to do H.264 encoding uh, and using your CPU, that just wasn't possible because you would end up using all your CPU to stream. You had nothing left for the game to use. So uh, I think this this build will last me for a while. I'm used to using old, old hardware, but now, honestly, Jim, I wonder if I need to sell this iMac because now it's just sitting there doing nothing. Yes. Yes. I know. So, so this is what it kind of led into is my question for the community is so now windows is my daily driver. So this is not just a gaming PC. This is the PC that I am. This is the computer I use when I'm down at this desk. Now it used to be the iMac. I keep pointing because my windows machine sits over here so I can see it. It's nice and fancy. My iMac is right to my left, uh, but it's taking up a slot where I could bring one of my monitors. It's up here. I could bring it down the desk because uh, I, I do use Synergy, which if you're looking for a good app, it's like Mouse Without Borders, but if you have a cross-platform system. So I had Mac and Windows. If you have a Mac Windows setup, Synergy is a good app. It lets you have the same thing as Mouse Without Borders on both. So I can still utilize it if I need to, uh, but there's a lot of extra power that's being run for no reason. And that could just be a monitor um, sitting right there. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to keep it for now. Keep it sitting here. Obviously, I, I change my mind every 10 seconds. And to be fair, this old iMac, probably not worth too much. I might get three $400 out of it. And at that point, it's probably good just to keep it. It'll be a great machine for the boys to kind of play around on um, when they need something. And if they mess it up, I'm not really too worried about it. Uh, so I'll probably keep it around. But the th- the thought did cross my mind is, hey, do I just sell this iMac and uh, maybe get a better graphics card or something? And I don't know, always, always be trading up and trading in. So th- the new build is fun. So uh, the question for the community is now that Windows 10 is my daily driver, what are some add-ons? What are some tools, productivity tools that I need to get for Windows? The things I haven't looked into. So things I used for the Mac are like uh, Text Expander. Is an app for the Mac that I lived by. And Text Expander, what it was, was essentially you go in and you can do keyboard shortcuts for automated text. So I had email responses for like my Uyghur tech stuff when I was doing tech you know, helping people out with tech. I had like a base email that I just, you know, had a keyboard shortcut for. And it would just put that text right in all format. I had one for insert the date. So all of that, that text expander was really nice to be able to use. So things like that productivity tools that you guys like, oh, you almost forget you have them installed because they just become such a daily part of your you know, everyday use. So if you guys have any suggestions like that, um, hit me up on Twitter or actually even better. I have pretty much now that especially I sit in front of this machine a lot because of the gaming, uh, Discord has been the best way to reach me. But Twitter, Discord, hit me up in either of those places if you have those type of suggestions for things that the, the must-haves for uh, Windows. This is the first time I have really used Windows in a non lockdown capacity i've used windows at work my entire career but it's always been on work computers that i can't change anything on uh and at home i've been on a mac except for the only windows boxes have sat in my server rack serving a very unique purpose like Sighthound or or something like that are running as a server so anyways it's new to me to be able to have an open windows machine that is to do with what i will and uh if you guys have, so jim is there anything that
0: you're using yeah, now yeah a couple things well one before i forget Take your build parts and put them in the show notes so that I can okay. move yeah, I can well. move them over since we're on Wednesday instead of Thursday, I got a little bit extra time so yep. if, if sometime in the next day or two you throw those in the show notes, that'd be uh, super helpful. Um, so a couple of things, and I don't think they're necessarily just for podcasting, but uh, kind of think about and you're already running like steam, right? so you've got yep. kind of that you've got that one around some utilities uh, that I use, Filezilla right? That to, to move to transfer files. I have to do it for the podcasting. For like FTP stuff. The FTP, right? Yep, yeah. yep. Yep. So that's been a really good and they update it uh, uh, really, really often. Of course, now that you're on windows, you can use audacity, the windows version of audacity, which I, uh, again, I use from time to time free uh, editing. If you're going to do any audio editing on that one, um, I like handbrake on windows. So if I'm converting in this case, yeah. if I'm converting video files, handbrake, works out really, really well for that. You know, I run SightHound on, yeah. on Windows. Um, and so uh, that, that, that works out, um, that application works out really well for me. I think the, the newest, and you don't have to really install this, but the newest kind of Windows snipping tool, you know, the ability to go in and uh, do screen snipping, or it'll do the whole thing or parts of it or, right, they, they got some really cool. So in Windows 10, there's an upgraded version of Snippin' Sketch or something. I forget the name of it, uh, but that now in Windows 10 is available for you. And oh, then uh, tool. Is that yeah, what it's the called? snipping. T- yeah, okay. well, the snipping tool is the old one. Oh, it's a new one. Okay. The new one, yeah. It's called uh, Snippin' Sketch. Okay, that's the new one on Windows 10. So the that that is a really now I'm I like I'm an old snipping tool guy, so I keep going back to it because I can. You know, open it, boom, boom, bang, good, grab it, bam, save it. It's done, right? So you can still run the snipping tool, but the the new one, Snip and Sketch, is available on Windows 10. So that's I just cool. open it. I'm gonna
1: put it up on this monitor so I don't forget. I'm gonna look at all this stuff as I as yeah. they go through. Because that's true. The hard part is, for me has been learning the new keyboard shortcuts. I keep going back to my Mac stuff yeah. and uh, screenshots. I'm like, I have no idea how to okay. So, real quick, what are you guys using on a Mac? It's so easy for a quick quick and dirty I'm talking nothing crazy here quick and dirty video editing I was using iMovie for some of that stuff I have the premiere uh, not premiere from Adobe I have um, Final Cut on the window on the Mac side for my heavy duty stuff but there's a lot of times where I'm just you know combining a few clips throw some music over call it good what are you guys using there
0: well, we'll wait for the chat room. I am still a Windows Movie Maker guy. Like that's I still available. It's well, no, you have to okay, you have no. track it down. Like <laughs> I <don't> get it, <laughs> micro, no, Well, not there's a guy not,
1: in an alley. that's handing out CDs. You know,
0: it's not that bad yet. Okay, but good. Microsoft isn't supporting it off of their website, but CNET is, and so you can go to CNET and get the executable. Still, and it still works awesome. Like just for what you're talking about, easy. A few edits. I mean what I edit this show on every single, I wouldn't do heavy stuff on it, but if you're no, I'm talking about trying this. to make a TikTok or or Instagram or what, you know, just, you're trying to snip a few things together. Uh, Windows movie maker actually uh, uh, works out um, uh, just fine. One of the things Mike I'd consider too, i and I have four licenses for this now is stable bit drive pool. Okay. And so if that box has any, you know, if it's got two or more drives, it might be handy to have a copy of, of Stablebit Drive Pool on it. I like it because you can kind of combine the drives into pool drives. You could do some things. The cool thing I like about it is um, it has an email alert if you if a drive goes bad. So okay. if you're, you know, if you're doing some things and you're kind of dependent on it, I also like if you're going to store data on it and it's going to be my daily driver, I might want to, you know, like those boards don't, I mean, some of those boards have some RAID on them, but BIOS level RAID is not my favorite, even though I think it's the best. It's not my favorite to configure. Right. Uh, and so having stable bit on there. Uh,
1: yeah, because I'm it- running it on an SSD, and then I have a. I just threw an extra 250 gig spinner in there to store like a Steam library. And like, because I will record while I stream. And to be able to kick that out, those end up being 17, 20 gig files at the end. To be able to just constantly have those stream to a spindle is a lot easier. But it does have an extra s- slot for another hard drive. So I probably will fill both those up. I'll probably grab some green terabyte drives to uh to throw in there so stable bit that's a good idea because yeah i i i'm i'm the same way i do not like bios level
0: raid anything like that let's uh let's get some chat room in here uh so yeah uh, yeah, rain meter make mkv is another uh is another tool i haven't used that one joe says that we talked about snip and sketch a little bit what's make mkv
1: for you guys should let me know both uh alex and joe suggested
0: make mkv uh is that audio and video well, we'll look that up. Uh, I don't use it. Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, Joe says Windows Key Plus H is the built-in dictation, if that's helpful for you. Veeam is a free backup agent. Great, great option. Oh, I'm, I'm on a big Acronis uh, backup guy. If you, you know, now you can, uh, and I think they had a Mac version, too. And actually, Acronis, like, they are going, I don't know, they must have got some money or something, because... They're, they're mobile. I mean, they're, they're doing upgrading all the time. They got new and new stuff all the time. And I just, they just gave me the ability to back up my mobile device on the current Windows license. So buy and I always get the licenses for maybe $15 a year per PC. So it's pretty reasonable, maybe even a little bit cheaper. Yeah. If you wait, if you wait till the end of the year, you know, they kind of go on sale. And I was yeah. able to back up my mobile device using Acronis.
1: Is this Okay, this is going to be bad to say. It's going to be blasphemy, and you're going to tell me to stop talking before we give bad (laughs) advice to our listeners. But I'm almost to the point now where on this machine, right, if I have big files that I work on, I edit on, and then I have a finished project, I'll go and throw that on the NAS, right, on the Unraid box, which has its own backup and everything. With with NextCloud or with Dropbox, whatever you use, with NextCloud and uh, pretty much NextCloud. I mean, everything else, and like my Steam library, maybe it would be more work for me, I think to reinstall from uh, a backup than to just redownload windows 10 and and start fresh. Right. So I, I I have not been backing up each individual computer because the files are backed up to a a cloud service. The, uh, an unraid box stores everything when it's done, there's no final projects that are stored on these anymore. Those are all, I'm just, if I'm done with it, throw it over there. Cause I know my unraid box has the backup to offsite and redundancy locally
0: I've just it's been working well. Well, but don't confuse sync with backup, right? You know this. Yep. Uh, just because you go into the cloud doesn't mean it's backed up. Um, you yeah. know, well, unless you have versioning Nex- turned on. Next
1: has versioning. Okay. Right? And oh, so yeah. if yeah. I delete a file and next cloud keeps it for 90 days, that's right. what I have it set right. to. So I have 90 days to realize that's gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. There are there are items like that where if I had an image from beyond 90 days ago and I don't catch it, I could get I could fix it, but yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm to a point where I think it would be even just easier to throw back, uh, plug in my Windows key. I keep my Windows key right here. You know, I have it on USB. If I need to redo it, I just throw it over there and reinstall. uh... Okay, so John Big says he uses MKV to back up his Mm Blu-rays. Oh, so it's almost uh, the equivalent of like a handbrake. Sounds like it. Yeah, I Think so. I never used UHD it.
0: Yeah, okay. I haven't. Uh, I've I've been a Handbrake guy. Yeah. Um He says I haven't done any UHD rips yet. So there's some ripping. I, I'm not a big. I started that process of ripping all my DVDs and then I lost them. And then I was like, this is dumb for me. Okay, yeah. Don't get offended. Yeah. But I was just kind of like, I I don't have time to. If I had a machine, I could put the DVD the DVD in or whatever. And it would just do it and it would do all those things. I, and then it would spit it out and you know, I was done. Eh, maybe, I don't know if I need, I don't know if I know to keep all my DVDs and st- like, especially today for the yeah. most part. Now, again, you you do what you want. It's, it's fine. If you're doing it that way, that is awesome. But I just, it, yeah, after I lost <laughs> about 200 DVDs, I'd backed up and then it was like, you know, I can't ever remember the last time I even watched these, much less went to the backups for them. Right now, something happens in the living room, and all the DVDs melt. I may be sad, but I may not be either. I just don't. I don't know. So that's just me. That's my personal. Do you, you back up any of your stuff that way? Your DVDs? Do you buy? Uh, do you buy DVDs? I don't buy. If I'm buying okay. something,
1: I buy it digitally. Yeah, 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 yeah I know.
0: haven't bought too many DVDs.
1: Um so the the other thing I the other pain point I've run into is I realized all of a sudden it dawned on me like Jim what do you guys you what do you Windows users do if you have an iPhone and you want your photos I got I did not realize how convenient it was having photos on the Mac and iPhoto library in the cloud all just like I take a photo, it is instantly in my photos app on my computer, right? So that kind of just instant sync, not having to do anything. It's a good backup too, because then I have a local copy. Uh, that's when I really started. I'm like, well, I'm glad I really started the process a long time ago of also having these auto upload to next cloud, mm-hmm. because now that's my answer. I go to the web browser in here, go to next cloud. And my photos are all there. Um, I'm sure that's, probably the same thing you guys use Google or or Amazon yeah. or whoever you're using to back up your photos. Yeah. It's yeah. probably that same way. But, I, the iPhoto, it's not iPhoto anymore. The Photos library on Mac and iOS is such... That's probably the best feature that Mac has done, that Apple's done. Uh, iTunes is a dumpster fire. But Photos, I think, is actually a, a pretty good implementation there of, of CloudSync.
0: I just love it when you say dumpster fire. Why? <laughs> I don't know why. It just, uh, well, just, it's like no, the worst just image. just, you just picture that. You just to, yeah, it's a dumpster yeah, fire. Just, just the way you say it uh, yeah. makes it sound good. Uh, Drobo also has its own app that you can... Same thing you can put on your phone. It will do it. At one point, I was... At one point I was uploading to Drobo, I was uploading to Google Photos, I was uploading to OneDrive, like three copies of everything. And I kind of said, Okay, who's really the best at at these at photo recognition and the tools around it and those kinds of things? Definitely not Drobo. Now they were on they got to the Drobo super simple and they were there. That was great. But um uh Google Photos, it's just amazing and the reminders of some of the things it gives back to you and how it puts things together and the tools that are available there. So, Mike, I kind of landed. We had had Amazon, too, for a while. And we kind of landed. And then Amazon changed some things, if I, if I remember correctly. I think maybe they stopped doing photos or something, or you had to pay for it. I forget. And so I just said, okay, I'm going to Google, at least at this point. And right. I can still download those and I've got them locally in some other spots and, and such. But it just, it, for me, it just kind of made sense to, Justin says too, he's he's kind of using Google at this point. That's yeah, just like kind of Next
1: where I landed. Nexod doesn't alter the photos at all, right? And it's, and it's local. So I'm not using a bunch of bandwidth. Uh, it's, it's going here. Yep. And it's it's the same photo. Because I know Google, unless you pay, it's doing at least a little bit of kind of shrinking those down. It's not going to be the full image that you took on your phone once they go to Google, unless you pay. If you pay, I think they're the full quality.
0: Yeah, Tony says still free photos with Amazon. Uh, use it in, in Google. So I use uh, Google, too, because that's how we get yeah. it on our Google show up right. uh, upstairs. Yeah, I thought something changed on the Amazon side. Maybe I didn't have the right thing. It doesn't matter. You know, there's so many different ways now. The 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 proliferation is the problem. Like, well, did I leave Do I still have photos on OneDrive? Like, what's over on Amazon? Like, what's the, you know, how how much is on Google? Am I going to, you know, am I, Google changes, you know, they store them in a lower res Mm -hmm. format. Is that going to change? Keeping up with all the terms and services of these things, right? No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, man,
1: the chat, you guys were, I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm glad you guys are putting this in YouTube chat because it, it retains the chat. So I'm going to be able to go back and watch and, and get all these down afterwards. You guys are chatty. Maybe asking you guys for uh, windows stuff. That just, that got you guys going. Yeah. They, yeah. they liked that. So nice, I nice appreciate job. all the help. There's tons of, tons of stuff that I'm going to have to check out now.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's not, one of the things I'm finding now about windows is that there are fewer applications that are just better. Like, Wild Wild West days of Windows, you know, you could go into Best Buy. Remember, you could go and buy software at Walmart or Best Buy, and they'd have whole sections of software, you could buy it. Those days are gone, right? There's software, for the most part, tax software, maybe. Uh, They'll have, they'll carry a few titles, depending on where you go. Maybe Office Max and Office Depot, which are one now here in the U.S. But the the windows software has really become really limited for the most part i mean you just don't especially like the old windows installer stuff where you would actually install you know they're trying to push everything through the store yeah so the x86 or whatever those um those applications there's very few of them left i mean th- compared to what we used to have some of the old mainstays, we've mentioned a lot of those vlc is another uh, like a vlc thing i put on yeah <laughs> yeah Video player that's out there. Mouse without borders. You mentioned that a little bit earlier. That's another one you can do. I use the heck out of a remote desktop in, in Windows. Right, if you're going Windows to Windows, that works out um, pretty good. Tax software is another other one of those you'll think about. Like really easy to get Windows based tax software if you don't do it on the web. In in. I kind of I'll be honest, I've kind of gone completely web for my taxes. Yeah, I'm all web too. I'm okay. almost done with mine this and it was all web based. Yeah, it's gotten, it's gotten. Have pretty you tried
1: good. this directory Opus that uh, Tony recommends as a mm. play- replacement for Windows Explorer? Interesting. Yeah. I always liked those. There's some really good ones for Mac too that I, I liked playing around with different, uh, in, in Mac, it's the Finder. So different replacements for for that. And this rain meter, I actually I pulled it up while we were talking. That looks interesting too. Kind of a pretty much being able to fully customize your desktop. I thought when you first said it was actually a rain meter, like how much rain happened outside. (laughs) No, this is actually really full feature. This is really cool. Uh, uh, Okay. Keep going. Who suggested rain meter? I forget. Anyway, whoever suggested rain meter, it does it, is it pretty like if I run this, what I always get worried about, is going to bog down and slow down the machine a little bit. Like all that extra stuff running on the desktop. Is it, does it do pretty well?
0: Put that in the chat. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hey, speaking of that, since Tony was um, uh, out there in the chat right now, big congratulations Tony, this is if this is real, this is pretty amazing. Two hundred seventy-five million uh, views on wow. on local guides on Google, right? I mean, for the
1: photos you're submitting.
0: Yeah, so cool. you you can sign up for uh, for local guides through the maps, right? So you can go in there, sign up, be one of the guys, submit them, and I think I've done that uh, a, a couple times um, where I've gone someplace and it prompts me, and you take a picture of it or whatever, add a um, add a review at a restaurant, it'll prompt me and say, Hey, you've been to these places. Do you want to review them? And I've gone back through. Now, if you follow Tony on Twitter, which you should, maybe the most creative tech guy out there on what he posts, right? I mean, it's a really good Twitter account to follow. It's one of my favorites, shows up a lot. Tony, you are super creative. Like, I don't know how much time you spend doing this. I hope it's not as much as I think it is. Or, yeah. you know, sometimes I'm like, does he have somebody paying him to do it? or I mean, or is he paying somebody to do this for him? Right. Like, It's He's super like, good. In. He's
1: got someone else running his Twitter for him.
0: Yeah. No, he says it's real. He's in the chat room. He says, uh, no, it's real. I, I don't know, Tony. And Tony's been on the show before. Uh, I don't know how you... W- wow. Just Twitter by itself. Just the creativity that you put into your Twitter account there. Uh, Just, just, just amazing. Uh, So, Tony, congratulations, 275 million plus views in, uh, in local guides. Got me thinking today, Mike, uh, a little bit about, I was like, well, okay, maybe I could add um you know, maybe I should add that to my routine a little bit more. I was say that's exactly what I thought, too,
1: is, you know, I go to places, especially down, like, let's say in Fall City, uh, where the farm is. There's no one is submitting those photos to Google Photos. I should be just especially the small towns in Nebraska are a huge area that you could just. Yeah.
0: yeah. Stop uh, in, take a picture, you I know, mean, or whatever. I, I didn't realize there was 275 million plus people (laughs) even using that thing. Yeah, right. That's kind of close to the population of the United States. I mean, we're at 340 million. Uh, So, you know, you kind of think like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a pretty amazing number. Right. Um, Tony says, uh, he has almost no local tech friends. So he has to live through, you No, okay, oh, Let's let's be really clear, Tony. We're living through you. Like <laughs> it's the other way around. All, all the things that you post um, out on Twitter, you do such a nice job of having a variety. It's funny. You find the crazy. I like. You must be looking at everything in every place you go, looking for something odd, because um, you just find, in my opinion, you just find the most interesting things. Um, I've ever seen. So if you want to go out and follow Tony, let's see, I I think I just put that down. But if you want to follow him, he is uh, at A W -W A-W-R-A-Y-N-O-R. If you want to follow him on Twitter, I think it's the most interesting Twitter feed uh, that is out there. And Tony, congrats on that. You do a nice job. I saw that and I thought, wow. But it did get me thinking, Mike, like, Maybe I need to add in taking more pictures into my, for, for local guides into my, just into the habits. Whenever I go someplace new, snap a photo, go in. I'm almost always goofing around on my phone when I get, like at a restaurant, does anybody really talk to each other in a restaurant anymore? Like we kind of go in, everybody, we, we, what are you going to order? Everybody's on their phones. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Give me a second. That must drive Waiter's Wheat nuts. Staff. No, no kidding. Yeah, yeah just kind of crazy. Have you, um, speaking of that, have you gotten into the trend? So I've noticed like Applebee's and some of these restaurants are putting those. So one, they're putting those like kiosk machines on the table where you can play games and stuff like that. But you can pay right there. Yeah, right. Or two, are you ordering more food on apps and just having it ready when you get there? Have have you Have you gotten into either one of those technologies? If
1: we're dining in... Uh, n- okay, I take that back. if we're dining in, no, not usually. The one exception to that is Chipotle. Uh, Chipotle, we will order ahead just because of the line waiting. Um, but if it's a restaurant, no, we usually don't. We do a lot of you know ordering ahead for maps and going and grabbing it and taking it t- 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 out, but no, not usually ordering ahead. Those tabletop things are good and bad for me because I have two boys and there's always usually one of them. And so uh, we usually keep that off limits unless one of them is just really needing a distraction at the moment. Uh, but because there's only one and two boys, that that's, that's, not, good <laughs> ma- that's not good math. Just for, grab them uh, off the other table.
0: Yeah, right. Just exactly. find a table and just grab both of them. And the be paying,
1: like, I will say, is convenient. We have gone to an Applebee's and able to pay there and, yeah. and get up and go and, and being check able to do shows. Them, It's yeah. kind of convenient. You see the check. You can kind of – the well, so You can I, reorder your drink straight from there. That's nice too. And it just yeah. puts the order back in at the bar.
0: When you're when you're ready and they just kind of bring it out to you. Yeah. Um, we ordered Buffalo Wild Wings on Saturday, not this last Saturday, but Saturday before, after the Chiefs game. We I was like, man, I'm I'm dying for some wings. So between the Chiefs game and the 49ers game, Mm -hmm. we we I downloaded the app, created an account, Buffalo Wild Wings, 40 minutes. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I mean, it's a busy night. It was a playoffs, football playoffs here in the United States. And then I started thinking, like, okay, it'll be ready at 6 30. And then I started thinking. I wonder what time it's really ready at. Has it been sitting there? Like, good point. Do they time? How do they time that? Right. So all the the whole way we're driving over, I'm like, oh man, I don't know. Like, I don't know if apps are good for this. Right. (laughs) Like to order food in advance, especially when they give you that long of a window. Now, if it's Taco Bell, I'm pretty sure like it's going to be ready in five minutes, and you're going to get there and wait one minute, and it's it's still going to be hot. Right. Right. in this case, with a 40-minute window, I was a little skeptical. So I kind of stood there. and they, It was kind of a – it was not – it was a little circus inside of Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, it always but is. The, the, food, the food came out, and then they're like, hey, we're having some trouble with our point-of-sale machine. Can you – so for like 15 or 20 minutes, they were just they, – they couldn't take my card. It was the craziest thing. And I don't know if that's because it came in on the app. It must have been. So the app itself must have a separate – kind of point of sale experience for them that they got to bring up, charge it. It's got to go through their machines. They tried rebooting them. Eventually the guy goes. Just <laughs> just, just go. It's costing
1: We're them back. more in time and making everyone mad that it was worth the had the
0: wings in just your bag. Kidding. Yeah. So $35 worth of, nice, of, there you go. of wings, which is like two wings at Buffalo. <laughs> no kidding. They are crazy overpriced. It's so stupid. But it was, it made me feel good about going to Buffalo Wild Wings because we've kind of, we've kind of uh, waved them off as expensive as they've gotten there. You know, and it's not the wings, it's all the other stuff around it. That's like $9 beers and, you know, $18 French fries. So, um, so that worked out pretty well, but it kind of got me thinking, like, are we to the point now, especially for carry out that we're good enough that you could really, and it's kind of thinking about these Amazon devices, these Google devices. Mm-hmm. Is is are we getting there where I can start ordering not on my app but on the digital assistant, and then it would say at some point, "Hey, leave now." And right. would would the you know would the would the restaurant right be good enough to to time that? Like Google knows how far I live from there, right? It could. I mean, it could be an experience where it would be like, hey, the food is done, or at least they can predict when it's going to be done. If yeah. we can get it within a couple minutes, that'd be awesome, right? Yeah. Google knows how far and how long it's going to take and what the traffic conditions are and when I need to leave. The assistant could handle all of that as well as tell me, hey, five minutes, you you need to go pick up that stuff, right? And now you can have it delivered, too, right? That's another, another way of doing it. But I just kind of, it got me thinking a little bit like, hmm. Wonder. They can
1: really do a really nice, tight experience. My favorite app for doing anything ahead of time is actually the Sport Clips app. So I, when I go get my haircut, I uh, log in ahead of time, check in online. It gives you the estimate. You can actually see who's working, see if your hairdresser is working. Uh, tap them. You get into the line ahead of time. I I just I hate showing up to Sport Clips because you never know. Getting in that line, you could be waiting an hour and a half. Uh, so I'm just I at work, you know, 10 minutes before, I'll check it check in and usually I can just walk right in, walk right into
0: her and and walk out. Skip that that one. No, that's super convenient. Um, The other thing I scheduled recently um, was my, (laughs) was my physical. So like you don't think of a doctor's appointment being able to be scheduled online. So I went to, we have a, you know, our UHC I think is what we have or whatever. Um, I can go into their app. I got a monitor that's kind of freaking out over here. It's kind of freaking me out. You know how you see it is kind yep. of shaking. And it's like, is that my old age or is that monitor actually? Sh-? It's doing some weird, it's doing some weird things, it's kind of freaking me out. Um, so I I like I went a couple years without a physical because I just didn't want to call. I didn't want to call in to make the appointment. Mm-hmm. So I was like, God, there's gotta be an app for this. So just recently my doctor pinged me and he's like, all right, it's time for a physical, get it scheduled. And I went in and I was like, oh wait a minute, I can just schedule this online. And so I scheduled the date, uh, you know, eight o'clock on a Thursday in February. And then Sarah's like, that's not a great day. Can you, I went back in, canceled it, and rescheduled it for a day in March. I thought, holy crap, this really takes, and gentlemen, I'm speaking to you because there's no women who listen to this show. Uh, gentlemen, I'm talking to you. And if you are, you by the way, it I'm it sorry, thank anymore. you. You can keep listening. Don't leave, you're, you're like, we have like two of you. Don't 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 leave, right? Yeah. But gentlemen, gentlemen, if you're not getting your annual physical and you're not doing it because you don't want to make the appointment, but you'd make it through an app, check your check your healthcare provider, check your services, check some of those things. Chances are you can now schedule that thing online. Mike, I do schedule, I do a physical a month now. It's online. I don't have to talk to anybody. It's pretty great. <laughs> Well, I didn't have to talk to someone. I would be healthy, you know? Yeah. yeah. So Tony says he's got, he goes, oh yeah, get that colonoscopy too. I, 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 see, I've been putting that off and he's right. I just need to get in there and get that thing scheduled. I'll probably do it after my physical. They asked me so, so far with the colonoscopy. So last time I went in, I was like, okay, I cannot be trusted to make the call. Can you have them call me? Oh, my doctor's like, oh, heck yeah. So three days later, I get a phone call. Since I don't answer my phone, it went to voicemail. Do you think I've ever called them back? No, because Jim doesn't do that. So I got to get, I got to get that thing done. I'm, I don't have a family history and I'm relatively, I feel relatively good about that. But that being said, I do need to get that done this year. So Mike, that's another thing where like an app kind of changed for me, kind of changed everything, you know, as far as like actually getting the physical scheduled.
1: You know? Okay, so you've kind of you've kind of led in perfectly to my story. So here's okay. my story. I'm gonna I'm gonna am t- gonna put you in a, a scene, Jim. So you've gone into the restroom, right? And this, so this is you know it's gonna start off great when you're in the restroom. So you're in the restroom, you're you're scrolling Twitter. You know you're you're doing your business, and you get done. You get to, after you know you've you've realized you've been scrolling Twitter for 20 minutes, and you turn to your right, and there's no TP. You're out of toilet paper. Oh. but you're at home, and there are people in the home but they're within they're they're out of shouting distance. Uh I mean you can stomp on the floor, you can yell really loud. It's just embarrassing and, and it's you know so so what do you do? I, it's the perfect use case for open the Am- I know you have your phone in your hand even though it's gross. <laughs> open your phone, open the Amazon Alexa app and say, "Hey <laughs> lady, announce, hey yo, will someone bring me some toilet paper?" All of your Amazon devices in the house will then announce that you need toilet paper and someone will come to your rescue. I did this for the first time tonight. I'm like, I'm genius. It worked. Hannah was with the boys super far away. She was not going to hear me. If I yelled, there was no way. And I'm like, I'm kind of stuck. Like I am stuck. And it was perfect. The announced feature is, uh, it was awesome. And my kids just thought it was hilarious. They oh, thought okay. it was so funny.
0: Oh no, right on. It's yeah. a great idea. But do you have a you you should also develop a a safe word or a code word for the family in case there's guests? In case over. there's guests over. Like that's a great wanna, idea. You don't want to be announcing that to the guests. Yeah. So it would be like, you know, you get on there, I I don't know, what would you say? You know, you don't want to say I code blue. That's pretty obvious, right? But but you know, hey, and then something, you know, um uh, Hannah, don't you look lovely tonight?
1: Right. And, then, and everyone thinks it's a joke, and then she just you know walks like, out. Could you guys
0: excuse me for a second? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's it's perfect. Yeah. What else have you? So Sarah does that a lot of times. She'll be upstairs, and she doesn't want mm-hmm. to come all the way down here. It's hard. She could yell. Our room is kind of up over in that corner. She could yell, but she's found that drop-in feature. Yeah, works, drop-in's great if you know really where the
1: well. other person is. Right. Yeah works really well. Announce is great for if you just I just need to blast this out. I don't know where yeah. they are in the house but hopefully they'll hear it.
0: So you just say Lady A, announce and, it and Just then go then into your next sentence and say, then whatever
1: you say after the word announce is said in your voice. It's like recording you and then it just does that. Just spits it out. It okay. chimes. <laughs> all your all your A ladies will chime They go ding and then your voice will come out of there all at the same time. So
0: we got a couple suggestions from the chat room on what you should say. Code Brown code brown okay code brown i one. uh cornholio <laughs> is in the building that'd be another way of saying it um anybody up for a cornhole that would be you could uh, you could do it that good. way as well uh justin says code brown so he's doing that he he, he said that one as well alex i need some, need some bananas. bananas that would be great hannah could you bring me some bananas like, where is Mike that he needs bananas? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's something, there's something to that. Like, what would be, Um, uh, ooh, you could say, Hannah, I spilled something. Can you come help me? Yeah. Like, right. that would be, that could be true. It, yeah. But it would, it could be a code word. Like, hey, I spilled something back here. Can you come help me really quick? Yep. Exactly. And that would be, that could be, if you're thinking of inconspicuous code, well, I like code Brown pretty obvious <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i can't believe we got here with that oh that's super uh, no, I,
1: just, I literally i when i when i did it when i thought i'm like this is the perfect use case for the announce feature Yeah, it is perfect Yeah, like, i did not think of the guests being in the home that that thought did not well, cross my mind this but... is why
0: this is why we bring these things up here on the podcast you yeah. gotta but you, you know, gotta have that
1: i'm all about you know my guests are usually family members anyway what if they're stuck in the bathroom yeah I hope they I hope they would announce it, right? That's even more embarrassing. What if you're a guest in someone's home oh. and there's no toilet
0: paper? Then what do you do? Hey, what's even worse? One time I, I stopped up a toilet in an overflow. That's horrible. That is, that is the maybe one of the most embarrassing moments in my so life. So maybe Just,
1: now it's gonna be common courtesy that you should be putting an Alexa in the guest bathroom so that they can announce and ask you for toilet paper if they need to. Just a thought. Yeah. You know, be courteous, people. You know, you we, need
0: a, we need a toilet paper robot in the house that would, you could, you know, just like a dash button in the bathroom. That would be like, you could just do, and then the toilet paper robot would deliver. That'd be pretty great. Justin says what happens if you have more than one possible location. We need code names. Yeah, you need, well, if you're going to do aisles, the ice, right? if you're going to do we the We have a spill in on
1: aisle one. one. We have a spill on aisle two. <laughs>
0: Three, you know, just, you know. Um, yeah, but you could, I mean, if you're going to do the spill thing, it could, you could say, hey, I, I spilled back here in the bathroom. Can, can you, and she'll know, like, you know. Uh, she
1: was like the phonetic alphabet, you know, tank papa at location delta, right? Like, <laughs> I need the TP
0: wherever I'm at. Or, or, or maybe just a tone of some kind. Like you could, maybe you could do a, um, you could Ooh. do. <laughs>
1: That's what I pictured when you said <laughs>
0: I'm, not, I'm not thinking about you making a tone. I was thinking about, you know hum, that's you know, something one something. We were today, so I saw pod. I was podcasting at work today and the host we've really tanked this podcast. The, uh, totally. But it's good. It's a Wednesday. We can do this. I, I, I took us off course. We can I like it. I like it. We were podcasting today and w- there was a there was a live coaching session going on. And when we were getting close to the time, because, you know, you get into these kinds of things and you forget how long, like, we're already coming up on the hour, right? You kind of forget, you get into this and you kind of forget. So the host had a, um, uh, like a Tibetan bell and it's like a bowl and you just, and so you couldn't see her, but she hit the bell. So maybe in the bathroom, like there's a, there's a bell, like, you know, a decorative bell that it says, you know, in case of, you know, ring when you need, please ring. And you would, you know, hold them, ding, 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 something like that. You know, I don't know. There's there's lots of great options. We'd love actually to hear your options. So if you're watching the YouTube video, in the comments below,
1: <laughs> there what, with the last woman viewers, <laughs> Tachowski says, yeah, 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 probably. No,
0: there weren't. There were zero to begin with. But if you're, even if you're listening live, go into the comments uh, right now. Not the chat, but go into the comments. What would you do? Like, what would you say if you needed to announce you needed more toilet paper, right? What's the, what, what would you say? We need some creative ways. Drop them in the chat or in the, uh, drop them in the comments below here on YouTube. We'd love to have you do that as well. Mike, you've been, um, you've been gaming a lot lately, right? kind of getting back into it. Um, you had said uh, Streamlabs OBS mobile remote app has been a game changer for you. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I didn't know this existed
1: and the only reason I bring it up is cuz I guarantee there's someone in our listenership that is also streaming using Streamlabs OBS. And when I found it, I posed it out. I'm I'm part of this Facebook group called like The Dad's Gaming. It's like a bunch of dads that that do the same sort of thing. And about half of them hadn't even heard of it. And what this is is essentially so Streamlabs OBS is a modified version of OBS meant for streaming to Twitch and and gaming. They have an app for the iPad and iPhone. And essentially what it is, it's almost like a touch screen scene changer. So, right, like you have one scene where it's your game and you in the corner. Then maybe you have a Be Right Back screen. Maybe you have another scene where you can show your browser. Well, before you either need to be in the application clicking around on my desktop um, or you can use a lot of people use these things called stream decks. It's a physical device you buy. It's a box with programmable buttons and you would set it in front of you and you can hit your programmable buttons. This uses your iPad screen uh, as a remote control for your stream and the buttons are dynamic. So if I'm on a certain scene, it shows all the different aspects like your webcam, your game, you can turn those on and off. You can mute and unmute your mic just by tapping real quick. Jim what this made me think of was man if there was a remote app like this for podcasting and i know that some mixing boards do have like the high end mixing boards you can use an ipad but imagine if you had your little controls down here on an ipad you're mute real quick i'm going to sneeze and just tap you on your little screen controls volume sliders things like that uh so first it's just if you use streamlabs obs just know there is a mobile app there that you can use for a remote totally free it was it cuz before people needed to pay a bunch of money for a stream deck and it works really well. I told uh Kirshner about this. He's streaming actually right now on Twitch and he's like, dude, this is awesome. He has a stream deck, but he was going to try this live on and he was going to see how it worked nice. for switching around. Uh Cause yeah. he hadn't heard of it either. So just one little cool, it is a quick tip for you guys who, uh, who are
0: streaming. Yeah. And if you want to catch that show, thinkcomputers.org is is, uh, is Ryan and, and uh Ben. No, what's his, what's his, Gonna be on the show. What's Bob. his partner, Bob, over yeah. there, Ryan? But I gotta remember that before Bob comes on. Sorry, Bob. Um, it's easy. That's a easy. The Bobs, right? I should just be able to remember that from uh, from office um, space. Oh, because I'm watching. Because uh, I have sight hound up. I just saw that the porch light came on. in uh, our porch light's really, really sensitive now, so it only comes on if you're right there. There's someone it there. No, must have been, must be an animal or something that's out of sight. I couldn't see. It. I've seen deer. Now, uh, a little rabbit uh, going across some of those. Of course, I watched the Amazon guy fail. We bought one of those boxes uh, that Paul Brann was talking about, right? One of those package boxes for the front where, you oh. know, the they can deliver it and put it in the yeah. box. Right. So I installed it on Saturday, put screws in the bottom, and screwed down to the deck. It's not going anywhere. It's not blowing off. It's not, you're not pulling it off. It's not going anywhere. And, um... So the Amazon guy comes up. We have our first Amazon delivery this week. And I'm uh, I'm watching this from the video, the replay afterwards. And he comes up and he looks at the box and he sets it down by the door. <laughs> I was like, God, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? So right. I think it's going to take a little training. Um, Paul has that listed on his site. I'll have a link uh, in the show notes as well to that. It's a, It's kind of a step two. So it's heavy duty plastic, kind of meant to be outside. It's got a lid on it. The intention is, right, put the lid off, put the box in, shut it down. It's hard to see from the, it's tan, so it's kind of hard to see from the street. Kind of, you don't know if there's a box up there or not. The camera, I have two cameras pointed right on it. So, so Mike, I finally, 45 bucks, I think, for that box. Ooh, so I of nice. pulled the trigger. The kids were trying to figure out like, okay, like, but it's just in the box. And we're like, yeah, but you can't see it. I know, but it's not locked. We're like, that's not the point. The point is you can't see if there's a box up there or not. It's right. always up there, right? They just could not get the past the part. They're like, well, could you put a lock on it and give the guy a key? And I'm like, we're not going to lock it. Like, it's not meant to be locked. It's meant to obscure the box. So you don't, you know, so you don't know. And uh they just couldn't get past it. So there were some designs that were made about a chute. You would put it in there and a chute would take it into the house and it would go through a one-way door. So I was like, guys, it's just to obscure the box. That's all it's there for. And uh but now Jim, it's I, not locked. <laughs> Where's the lock on it? Yeah. How do you lock it? Isn't is right. there a universal key? We heard that too. Is there one of the kids, is there so like don't they have like a universal key thing that I'm like, no, that that's not Ah, it, you know, and it's out far enough where they put our packages, the ring doorbell can't see them because it's right. It's right underneath it. Now I have another camera that points at, we call it the porch cam, points right at it. Um, and it, so I, I can see it there when they deliver it. And of course we see them when they come up on the porch. Um, And, and so that, that is actually Mike, that, let me, let me talk a little bit about, um, kind of an update on that, because some folks have been asking on the Ring side. So yeah. I did, I did come to, and I, and I posted both in the Discord group and in um the Facebook group, a picture of what I did with this Ring cam. And there's a new, so I have a new floodlight, and I have a stick-up cam, and then I got a solar panel on it. And somebody said, I think it was you, and a few others, yeah why didn't you just buy the flood cam? Right? Because, for two hundred bucks, I think they're two fifty. I think again yeah, they get them for pricey. That's a two ten. Well, but I figured I actually all those things I replaced. So stick cam 99 dollars for the for the solar panel. So I'm at one hundred fifty. I only paid thirty. So I'm at one eighty. Okay, but that's not that far away from uh, right. the flood. The flood cam was on sale for like two oh nine this this week. Most I think it's two fifty most of the time. So not that far away. John said this to me, you said it to me. Why did not you just buy a floodlight cam? Okay, here's why. Because I did this in stages, right? At first, I was just gonna do a stick-up cam. So when I was installing the stick-up cam, I broke the floodlight because <laughs> it's plastic and it's in Nebraska. And you like it's been up there for 12 years. So it was dust. I mean, oh, yeah. Off. No, yeah. it was yeah. somehow I have the same
1: thing on the back of my house.
0: Somehow it was holding lights up. And all I did was, I breathed on it and the thing went, <laughs> <laughs> it just broke. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So don't, note to self, don't put plastic components up on that thing. right? So so I bought it. So I went on Amazon. I found this really nice floodlight LED for 30 bucks. So you're like, okay, uh, I'll, just, I'll just order it. That way I don't, I got the stick up cam. Well, then I put the stick up cam up and two weeks later it says, hey, you got to replace your battery. <laughs> Like, oh, okay. There is no way, especially in middle winter. I want to be hauling the ladder out and going up and replacing the battery. So I bought the solar panel. Update to that. So I installed it a couple of weeks ago. We haven't had sun in four days, and it's still at ninety eight percent today. Like, oh, it, really? Yeah. So, so it's, it's, even when it's not sunny, it's still pulling. It's pulling getting power. some. It's yeah. Getting now some at night, yeah. at night it shuts off. Right? There's no power, and then. Yeah. The device on the app that says, hey, you should attach your solar panel. Well, no, it's there. And during the day when the sun is out, it says, hey, solar panel's attached, right? Um, but apparently, we're, I'm getting enough of something that it's keeping that 98%. It's been on there 10 days. I think I installed that last weekend. So, nice job, Ring. Man, that right. um, that solar panel is dynamite. So, I'm not sure. in it's, I have a south-facing exposure there in, like, in the summer, I may just leave that thing on full time, right? Because it's like, right. why not? I, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. I, it, I well, check it, you know.
1: And so the good part about this, though, is if you did want to upgrade to the floodlight cam, that stick up and and the combo there of the stick up and the solar, you could put that anywhere. You no, could right. use as a back porch cam, right. sidewall, you know, whatever you want. If you ever did want to, to
0: yeah, do that. I did. I did silicon it in, and I did a really nice install on that when I was putting it in, and it, it kind of that. I was like, well, I could if and here's my thought, if the floodlight cam price gets good, maybe under 200 bucks, maybe yeah. I find a slick deal on it. I'll probably pick it up and replace it. But it's my choice, like right. at this point. And then I have a really nice LED floodlight that I could replace in the back because yep. in, in the, the motion sensor and all that other good stuff. It'd be great back there. It'd be perfect for back there. Um, I could move the stick up cam back there and replace the. The Z cam that's doing it now and that's doing a fine job, but stick up cams better, mm-hmm. right? It's just better. Um, And so, yeah, I could move some things around. I have, I have new options. And now if I take it in the back, then I'm going to do something different because the back does not have the same solar capabilities that the front does. Like the front was okay. made for solar back. Right. Not so much. So I'd have to kind of think like, where do I want to put the stick-up cam? It's this is a ton of fun, by the way. I'm I am loving this whole cam thing. Like I'm gonna have about 18 of these things here. I knew you'd get
1: addicted. <laughs> it's, it's a bad addiction. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I've been super having, great. I've been trying to. I have my few remaining 720p cameras. It's been taking the most willpower I have to not upgrade those to at least 1080, if not uh, if not okay. more.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, I did, uh, the subscriptions have all like the 30 day free subscriptions have all come up. I renewed the new, the, uh, the ring ones. So $30 a cam per year, which is great. Um, so $3 a month or okay. yeah, yeah, no, th- uh, $30 per a year? cam. I, I missed per, the
1: per Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Per year, uh, 60 bucks for the cloud. You don't have to have it. I don't think, but It's just so freaking convenient at that price. Zmodo has something similar. Again, so Zmodo is in my garage. Not as important uh, that I have that on all the time, or at least I'm capturing it. And the Zmodo devices actually have onboard memory. So they're writing it to the memory first. You can get them from there. Then they'll fill up. You'll get a notification. You got to delete the memory. It doesn't auto do it. This is the value of the cloud, right? It's always just going there. Mm -hmm. It's more convenient that way. So... On Zmodo, I'll probably just manage those manually. They're not, they're in spots that aren't as important. And so like the back door just doesn't get a lot of use. So as they become, I have, I have apps open, so I'm kind of monitoring them. The front ones are the most important and they're, those are all ring based and uh, and they work great. So 30 bucks or 60 a year, it's kind of the way to go. That just kicked in and uh, it's all going to the cloud. So Mike, I, I don't think I'm going to mess with it. I think I'm just kind to kind of, leave it as is for now until I get a really sweet deal.
1: Yeah. I was going to say springtime, summertime or whenever they come out with like the Gen two of the floodlight, probably maybe the, you know, flash sale, the Gen ones get a good deal on it.
0: Yeah. Other Jim says the, the the wise cam now let you turn off the IR and the night vision independently, which is kind of nice. It might help you shoot through glass, through glass recording. And I do package cam is behind glass. I'd like to have the, the the light on because it's a deterrent. Like the light, the, the, the actual, there's enough light where that's see at. Red. Well, no, there's a, it always has a little, so there's a little red light that's in the top oh, that okay. when that's on that, that kind of, kind of helps. If you turn that now, it's off right now. Everything is off and I can see it's the middle of the night. There's no lights on. I can see my porch. So I don't need the infrared there. I only like that light on because it's a deterrent. Like, you see it in the middle of the night, you see a light is on behind glass. Except when that light is on, it really, behind glass, it just ruins everything. So, um, so that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, it's got me, Jim, other Jim, thanks for throwing that in the chat room. It's got me thinking um, a lot about other things. And so I threw in the Discord group this week, like, Okay, I've got a, I got have a back door here that we lock to, to the garage. So if somebody compromised the garage, back door's locked. You're not getting in. Right. Um uh, the uh but do I need a like do I need a smart door lock on that thing? Because how handy would it be to be able to open that one? Now I installed that one, I didn't do a very good job in it. So the 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 you know, the deadbolt, you gotta kind of push the door in and push the deadbolt. You can't with automation, that thing's got to be slick, right? You, just, you it's, and I
1: are in the same exact boat because I want to put one on my back door to my back patio, but it's the same thing. It's just barely not like the height's off. So you kind of actually I have to lift up a little bit and then turn for it to beat me.
0: And I imagine if I put a little grinder in there and kind of just ease that out, you know, or took my Dremel or my, it's not Dremel. Yeah, I do have a Dremel. If I took the Dremel and then just kind of. Oh, yeah. Sure. Edged that part and and did it until it, it closed. What I like about it is when I do push it in, the seals, since it's a garage door, it's cold out there, Uh, it really seals. So that kind of holds it in. And, I mean, that seals the door really well when I do that. But it would keep me from putting a door lock, from, you know, from putting an automated door lock. It's got a deadbolt on it today. Um, So that got me kind of thinking about door locks. We have a Schlage. Is that the right pronunciation? Schleg? I think so. That's how I've always said it. We have a Schlage on the back that is dumb, but it has a keypad. So you can. That's, that's what I need.
1: That's all I need. For when I'm mowing, I need to be in the backyard and go inside and grab like a cup of water or something.
0: Yeah. And they're all keyed because we have Schlage locks all around. They're all keyed the same. So that's one key, you know, and I've just one key does all the does yeah. all the doors. Um so it's like, okay, do I want to, if I go with an August or if I go with a, one of these other, uh, I'm going to have to figure out the key situation with it. And do I really, do I, or do I want to go keyless in some of these? Like when you're walking in the back door, this is the door, you know, everybody has a front door that they don't use. Everybody has a back door somewhere that they use all the time, right? That's our door right. that we use all the time, coming through the garage. Do I really want to be fumbling with an app? To like, I've got usually I've got stuff in my hands, yeah, you know, and you don't. And then you're thinking, well, put an Alexa, put an Amazon device out there. Sorry, and uh, then you're like, well, no, you don't want people shouting if they know that they could shout things, you know, through usually it won't let you
1: on. Un- well, it'll let you unlock, and then you have to use a voice, do you? use a pin, oh. yeah. It, yeah, it's like my like simply safe, right? Okay. I can tell her to arm it. I cannot. They don't even allow it with a pin. I cannot disarm it with uh, with Alexa.
0: Okay, well that's good. I just, I,
1: and yeah. now, now she's lighting up over here. Uh, yeah.
0: The other thing I've been saying, to Lady A, a lot is I'm I'm go- I'm leaving. That's all you say, and she says, "I'm guarding." You know, have a good trip. I'm guarding, and then and it's listening for glass breaking. Wait, Did no you know idea? that? Yeah. No, yeah. No so, idea this is a thing. Yeah. So go into your Amazon app and yeah. enable that as a skill. It's a, it's a native skill for Amazon. Okay. And when you're just leaving, just say to Lady A, hey, I'm leaving. Here, we'll just, uh, um, Alexa, I'm leaving. Goodbye. I'll start guarding now. So she's guarding. You can see the, you can see it right now in guard mode on, on these devices, listening for breaking glass and fire alarms. Right. As soon as I set that to guard mode, got a notification on my watch. Sarah's probably like, what is he doing down there? Like, is he setting this at night before bed? You you could, it's not motion. It's just listening for sounds, right? It's listening for breaking glass and fire, which wouldn't be a bad thing to have on anyways. It may be a good thing to put on at night. You can see it circling. If you're watching the video, you can see because you can tell, okay, it's in guard mode. And then, um, Oh, I'm setting off everybody's Alexa, but I'm going to say it anyways. Alexa, I'm home. And then got it. I'll stop guarding now.
1: Oh, I had so, no idea that was a thing. That's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. So pretty cool. You have to enable it Yeah. Um, and, and put it in. It's kind of like those, one of those, the tricks about uh, announcing. Right. And, uh, and so that's been another, you know, kind of based on the, 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 the burglaring we had earlier here. Or late, late last month, um, just been thinking more about those safety features and home automation, and you know, where do I put when and where do I put um, door sensors on? Some of those kinds of things. We had a we had a door sensor on the back door for a while that would beep beep when it opens up, and those kinds of things. I found that pretty annoying after a while. Um, that was homie.
1: We have Simply Safe, and I I turned all those beeps off. Yeah.
0: So um, yeah. So a little update on some of the home automation stuff. Uh, I figured uh, this would be a good week to kind of talk about it since um, we have guests for the next couple of weeks coming up. But uh, then one last thing, Mike, it's Super Bowl weekend coming up. Um, maybe you're listening to this and it's already happening or it's already gone. But there's been a new and I've never heard of these guys before, but man, they're all over the place right now called Fubo, F-U-B-O dot TV. And they seem to kind of be a YouTube competitor at this point, as far as offering all the major networks, a bunch of sports that's in there. $54.99 a month. hard to find on all of their streaming sites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 85 plus channels for $55 a month. Um, Fubo.tv. Like I found them through, I was, I, was, I was trying to come up with segments tonight of cool technology on the Super Bowl. I, I didn't find stuff, but, CBS was uh, using, like, they were saying, how do you watch the Super Bowl? Well, you can watch it on Fox, which is pretty interesting. I was, This was at cbs.com. You can watch it on Fox, or you can stream it on this this Fubo. I'm assuming that's how they pronounce it. Anybody in the chat room, have you guys tried Fubo? Just kind of interested if that's it. It kind of came out of nowhere. Do they have a free trial? They do. Seven-day free trial. So... If you you're listening it. to it the weekend before the Super Bowl and you want to want to stream it two devices at a time, if you want to stream it to a third or more device, you have to buy their family plan to get that done. I think it's five bucks more uh, a month to have the family plan. So you're at sixty for that. Again, your YouTube TV prices.
1: Yeah, you are.
0: You know, and you're you streaming. All... You know, say that again. Have DVR. It does have DVR. Yeah, they do have a DVR feature. Let's see if I've got do I still have FUBO? Why did I close that? That was the dumbest thing ever. Uh let's just open it back up. If you go to FUBO and you scroll and you scroll down, they are definitely making a gigantic sports play right now. There we go. You know, in other words, they're they're you know counting on the Super Bowl for this, but um. Yeah. In the FAQ, can I record games and shows? Yes. Every Fubo TV account includes 30 hours of cloud DVR space at no extra charge. Well, that's not a lot. There, you don't think so? Mm-mm. Okay.
1: I'm just thinking of all the things that build up, like our shows, and I just like. Well, maybe I just got used to. I just record everything.
0: Pretty YouTube much. Unlimited? unlimited. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can hit record uh, from one device, start watching on another, and finish. On a third, mm-hmm. right? if you want to do it that way,
1: uh, you just, yeah. even just use the trial. Even if you are like, I might even try it as a YouTube uh, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. person.
0: Cancel at any time. You can watch it on just about anything: uh, iPhone, your computer, iPhone, iPad, Android, tablet, uh, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, Amazon Fire TV. <coughs> huh. So I don't know where these guys came from. Like all of a sudden. Out of, the, out of nowhere, okay. And they got the Super Bowl. Yep. Well, they didn't get Super Bowl. They have Fox, right? And right. if you have Fox, everybody has Super Bowl. All right, Mike.
1: Anything else? No, I I, I am uh, I'm excited to go in and start googling after the show all the things they suggested for Windows.
0: Yeah, that's get, keep it busy over the weekend. Don't forget the show notes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That. Exactly. I Couple. Couple of reminders as we kind of wrap it up. If uh, we won't have a long post show, by the way, if you're listening, last week Dwayne went into a big deal on VR and we posted that to the Patreon account. It's free. I used to, you know, you used to have to be a Patreon subscriber to get that. You can now get that for free. If you head out to the average slash Patreon, we took that VR conversation. I know you're used to that being a crypto conversation, which by the way, crypto is doing pretty well this week. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I know. Um, and uh, it's available out there on Patreon, both the video and audio, if you want to do it. TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon. Um, don't don't feel any pressure out there. Just go out and watch it. Dwayne does a really nice job and we have a really good conversation around VR. So if you haven't done that yet, check it out. TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon. Uh, we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central. If you haven't joined us for a live show Kind of plan on it. It would be fun to have you. Maybe it's something you can do out in the new year is uh, come out and join us live. I think it's the best way kind of to enjoy it and the way to get it done. Join us in our groups, Facebook or Discord. It's just TheAverageGuy.tv slash whatever we're doing there. Send me an email if you want. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. guy.tv. always love to hear from you. If you got something you want to share along those lines, subscribe, rate, and review where you're at if you feel like it. I don't care if you do or you don't, but it's always fun to have you do that as well, especially on YouTube. YouTube subscribes do help. And actually, YouTube comments help, too. I do moderate those. So, you know, I know some people are leery of YouTube comments because it's such a say it for me, Mike, dumpster YouTube fire. comments fire out there. Yeah, there's such a dumpster fire. fire. But I moderate them. So if you're worried about that, don't worry. I moderate them. Drop some comments in YouTube. That that helps us, especially on the uh, on the non-live channel, the one where we post the recorded, kind of the edited one out there. So subscribe out there and get that done. Don't forget, both web and media hosting, uh, powered by Maple Grove Partners, get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. And, of course, that's Christian. And so get more information. Plans start as little as $10 a month. A great way to host. The dude really takes care of you. So head out there, maplegrovepartners.com. Download the app, homegadgetgeeks.com. We'll get you there um, as well and uh, we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Well, not every, sometimes Wednesdays now. Every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central. I get a calendar set up. I'm going to lie to you. That's not true. I'm never going to set a calendar. That was <laughs> because no, I don't say it. Uh, it's this, this monitor is still shaking me, freaking me out. We are live most Thursdays, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at the average live. If you're listening in the live show, stay around for a smidge of post show while I freak out even more about this monitor shaking. With that, we'll say goodnight, everybody.